Ciao Bella by Francesca Chicas. A sweet summer breeze wafted through as a scene of lush, rolling hills gave way to a backdrop of daydreams. Across the distance, one could make out the horses galloping nearby the rows of vineyards. The vision inspired the sound of crushed grapes in his mouth and the elegant taste of a glass of the finest Tuscan wine. This was the imagery William had in mind as he had shuffled through their honeymoon itinerary on the ship journey to Italy. But at this very moment, in the midst of the crowded, noisy morning market in Florence, all he could think about was, Good God, I've lost my wife. He groaned, trying to find her amongst the crowd of the other tourists in the village. I've been married to her for three days, and I've already lost her, he thought to himself. He could have sworn he had kept a careful eye on that beautiful blonde head of hers, bustling through a sea of colorful paintings and leather goods for sale. He quickly dodged eager merchants and narrowed his eyes in search of her white cotton dress and camel-colored satchel purse. He craned his neck and circled his attention back and forth across the Piazza Santo Spirito. The sound of spirited tourists and footsteps along the cobblestone streets competed with his own slowly diminishing sanity as he stood wifeless in the middle of the scene. The summer heat crept up beneath his linen collar and heightened his impatience to find some peace against the current chaos. William, you won't believe what I just discovered. Eliza suddenly popped up in front of him, making him jolt from surprise. Eliza, I've been looking all over for you. He chuckled in relief and rubbed his sweaty neck. She wrinkled her brow. What do you mean? I've been here all along. Oh, never mind that. I need to show you the loveliest little bouquette del vino. Come on, follow me. She pulled his arm with excitement and led him towards the nearby alleyway in the direction of the Duomo. Bouquette del vino? Honestly, William, I told you to learn Italian before a honeymoon. You expected me to learn the entire Italian dictionary in two weeks. Not exactly. You literally set the Italian dictionary on my desk and told me I had two weeks to learn it before our trip. Well, it would have done you good to learn more Italian other than how to order a glass of whiskey from the bar. Isn't that right? Eliza stopped and placed her hand on her hip, a look of amusement on her face. William avoided her eyes and muttered under his breath. I've also learned how to order brandy from the bar. What was that? Yes, dear. Eliza pressed her lips into a sly smile. William was quickly learning that wives were always, without a doubt, absolutely and unquestionably right. He offered her his arm and his face drew a loving smile, as all good husbands do. She curled her fingers along his arm and led him through the piazza in which the previous sounds of chaos transformed to the rhythmic or harmony of Italian voices and a guitar player. Suddenly, the erratic movements of the busy market became more of a pleasant ambiance, 
of families enjoying the beautiful summer morning with their Italian ices or serpente in their hands. Because Eliza just happened to have a way of transforming bliss from a world in disarray. The newlyweds walked through the ancient alleyways on the north side of the Arno River. They relished in the shaded walkway, their skin glistening from the sun shimmering just above the tall cathedral walls. William's eyes wandered over to Eliza's lit-up face every few minutes, and she sent him an adorable wink. Her fingers grazed happily against the terracotta pots and along the sides of the stone buildings. Passersby and grandmothers perched on the stone steps remarked at the radiance of the beautiful couple. Che bella copia! What a beautiful couple! Eventually, they arrived at the address given by a merchant recommending one of Florence's famous wine windows, which were carved openings along the walls of noble residences that sold glasses of the finest Tuscan wine. Ciao! Prendo un bucchiere di vino rosso. Chianti, per favore? Hello, may we have a glass of red wine? Chianti, please. Eliza expertly ordered from outside of the wine window. A small lady's plump face greeted her and poured two glasses of gorgeous red wine. William inspected the curious wine window, impressed by the simplicity and the mystery it created. He savored the red wine with closed eyes while leaning his back against the cool stone and listening to the melodic chatter of Eliza's conversation with the wine cellar. They bid farewell to Antonella, now their friend, and headed off to their honeymoon tour meticulously arranged by William. Now, my love, shall we head over to our River Day cruise? Given our little detour, I don't want to be late. Eliza chuckled. Darling, we're still two hours ahead of schedule. To me, that is cutting it very close. He pressed his lips with humor, well aware that she often teased him for being overly punctual to events. As they arrived at the river's edge, they sought out their tour guide, Giovanni. The enthusiastic man was dressed in an exquisite beige suit with leather mahogany loafers and a fedora. Ciao, Mr. and Mrs. Wellington. Stai? Molto bene. Grazie. E tu, Giovanni? Si, molto bene, bella donna. Giovanni said as he took Eliza's left hand and kissed it with uninhibited passion. William silently growled and cursed Italian men under his breath. Eliza rubbed his arm to calm him down, and she suppressed a laugh. Is everything set for our 11 o'clock tour, Giovanni? The tour? Oh, that is canceled, Mrs. Wellington. Giovanni said casually while he waved his hand in the air sitting back down on his linen chair. William tilted his head and arched his brow. What do you mean, canceled? Well, Massimo, our river guide, sent a telegram that he has been caught up in a very serious game of 
bocce ball across the river. It could take hours, so we have canceled it until tomorrow. Giovanni pulled out a newspaper. A vein began to pop up on William's temple as his blood began to simmer a bit under the surface. You're telling me our tour is canceled today because Massimo had a very important game of bocce ball? Si, certo. Yes, of course. Eliza sensed his patience was running out, so she rubbed his arm. Sweetheart, we can come tomorrow for the tour. Well, tomorrow's our museum day, and we have a scheduled massage. William stroked his beard. Eliza's eyes crinkled in amusement as she watched her husband mentally struggle with how to rearrange their very romantic, very organized honeymoon. He is so thoughtful, she said to herself. Listen, Giovanni, is there really no other tour today? You see, I had a special surprise prepared for my wife on board the boat involving a violinist and champagne. It was supposed to be very romantic. William lowered his voice and pleaded with the man. Really? That is very romantic. So that was you who arranged it? Giovanni put his newspaper down and eyed William with curiosity. Yes, it was. William smoothed his white linen shirt and smiled proudly. Perhaps tomorrow, signore. Giovanni returned to his newspaper. William sighed. I'm sorry, Eliza. Looks like our day is a bit, um... He scratched his beard in irritation. You know what? She looked around at the vibrant town before her. I have an idea. You do? Yes. Come on now. Eliza took William's hand and as they walked along the edge of the Arno River. Why don't we just see where the day takes us? No plans, no schedules. Let's just go about it our day spontaneously. A twinkle sparked in her eyes. Spontaneously? He blinked. This was not a word he was very familiar with. Yes, I promise. It'll be an adventure. Her beautiful lips widened into a bright smile that nearly melted his heart. She could convince him to do anything with that look of hers. And so it began. William's plan for the day was suddenly thrown recklessly out the window, and he was about to embark on a journey through the city of Florence with the love of his life. They strolled hand in hand down the Arno River, crossing the famed bridge Ponte Vecchio. Light shimmered across the tables of handcrafted jewelry. Eliza tried on a pair of elegant earrings, and her face lit up in delight as she admired her reflection in the mirror. The scent of wood fire and herbs was the scent of wood fire and herbs was too alluring to resist. And so they followed their noses through the winding roads of the city, passing by accordion players and poets. Liza and William's laughs echoed against the stone walls of the city. Their joy was visible to all of the passersby. There was something about these ancient roads, the adventures imprinted in the unseen 
footsteps of travelers from long ago. Upon a hilltop on the edge of the city, they found a glorious sight of not just the beautiful city, but of the greatest blessing to Italian culture, the sight of grandmother's cooking. And instantly they solved the mystery of the enchanting scent they had come across down by the bridge. A long brown farm table was perched on the hilltop with wooden rolling pins and shiny glasses of the finest olive oil. It was a most welcome scene. Buongiorno! Eliza approached six older women, elbow deep in flour and olive oil. Buongiorno! The ladies looked up with crinkly, warm eyes and spotted Eliza and William. Viene qui! Come here! Suddenly, Eliza and William found themselves recruited to the table as an extra set of hands for a special dish of tortellini alla panna. They rolled up their sleeves and dug their hands in the softest flour they had ever felt, while ribbons of basil and simmering sauce captivated their senses. The older women giggled as one of the grandmothers, who was a whole two feet shorter than William, began to give him orders in Italian. He tried to keep up as he watched her instruct with her hands how to make the tortellini shape, pointing to his navel to explain the origin of the shape. He chuckled and began to lose himself in the meditative process of pasta making. Eliza, however, looked at the women with concern, given her track record with cooking, but they only assured her with supportive gestures, and she eventually found joy in trying something new. William glanced at Eliza and watched her illuminating smile spark other smiles across the farm table. The breeze blew her gorgeous golden curls around her face. It nearly stole his breath as he admired her with her flower-stained cheeks. Eventually, one of the daughters of the older woman came out and led Eliza and William to the communal table for an alfresco lunch underneath the grapevine pergola. Apparently, these communal lunches were a regular ritual in the brilliant landscape of this area of Florence. They were surrounded by other travelers and the neighboring vineyard owners, clinking glasses of magnificent Brunello wine. Large white trays of the freshly made pasta were passed down, along with several dishes that featured ingredients straight from the farm. You are on your luna de mela? Natalia Sorrenti. The hostess smiled at Eliza and William. Yes, we are, and we are loving Florence. Eliza touched William's hand, beaming at him. We will take you down to taste the wine, and when it is nearing sunset, you can visit our friend, Sebastian, for a ride down the Arno. Joseph, Natalia's husband, offered them. That would be most welcome, thank you. William raised his glass in appreciation. Later that afternoon, Eliza found herself walking through the golden vineyards, peeking through the vines to see William enjoying his exploration of the fields. She traced his handsome stance as he inspected the burgundy-colored grapes, concentrating on the lesson that Joseph was giving him. When he looked over to catch his wife's eyes through the vines, he stuck his fingers through the vines to brush lovingly against hers. 
making her blush. He couldn't remember a time when he hadn't checked his pocket watch for hours. This afternoon passed by without him realizing it, and he leaned against the wall of the wine cellar, relaxing, while Eliza drank a little too much during her wine tasting. It was wonderful to watch her cheeks flush from the lovely effects, and even more so when he embraced her waist from behind her and kissed her cheeks when no one was looking. One might say they were intoxicated from an abundance of joy. As they bid farewell to the Sorrenti family, they reminisced about their modest wedding in Glasgow just days before. William had luckily traced his mother after being separated for over 20 years and unable to find each other after all this time. The experience of reconnecting with his family and introducing Liza to them meant more to him than he had expected. They walked the trail down to the river and spotted Sebastian with his gondola. They both listened to Sebastian's extravagant stories as he steered the gondola down the river. William couldn't help but think that it was Eliza that made the river shimmer. It was her laughter that colored the monochromatic world around him. And when she tucked her head into the safe corner of his neck and shoulder, all was right to him. He, he wrapped his arm around her and listened to her hum along to the music playing from the restaurant along the river. She looked up at him and he cradled her cheek, pausing for an affectionate second. He kissed her warmly against the glow of golden hour. Yeah. He whispered in her ear, making her eyes glisten with emotion. That was one phrase he certainly remembered. Life with her would be full of surprises, impromptu trips, and he realized the lovely truth of it all. Being married to Liza was certainly an adventure. <laughs>